I believe it goes without saying the worst thing to drop on your rug is granola. I dropped a half a bag, one of those enormous bags on the rug, and it took me like 20 minutes to pick up. Hit the Dustbuster. Dustbusters are fresh. You know, I almost like the Dustbusters better than the big vacuum. You know, you take out the vacuum. You got to undo the cord. I mean, maybe if it's like a nice Dyson one, but those are like $300. Am I right? Like Dyson vacuums, if you're going to get real fancy with it, you might as well be cleaning your apartment, you know, like two times a week if you got one of these Dyson cordless (laughs) vacuums. They're $400. I'm not about to spend $400 on a vacuum. I mean, I'd use it a lot. This apartment, I do believe, is getting dusty. I was having, like, a housekeeper here, like, once every six weeks or so, and um, it's been a little bit more than six weeks since the last time I saw my housekeeper. But, you know, I try and keep it nice and clean. Like, in the corners, I'll, like, wipe up the dust or whatever it is. How often do you have a house cleaner at your apartment? I know that like the really rich people, you know, who are listening, what's up guys? I know you guys have a freaking housekeeper every single day. That's funny, but I mean, I can understand. I mean, if you, if you have like a 5,000 foot house, maybe you have a 20,000 square foot house, (laughs) you need somebody to like upkeep the property. That's also an interesting thought. You know, you'll see some houses, like we'll talk about the suburbs, for example, some houses, that are way bigger than others, but they are still the same price as I get a house that's half the size. That could be because of the maintenance. You know, people don't want to spend all this money on the upkeep of the house. Because ultimately, if you're buying your house as an investment, that's like the last thing you want to spend a lot of money on is maintenance, right? Because you're not going to get that money back. As we've spoken about before on this pod, I don't really consider a house to be an asset unless you know you're going to flip it and make some money down the road. So, Grant Cardone, who I've spoken about on this podcast a number of times, he's like a big real estate guy, a huge marketer, has had a number of 10x conferences. That's like what he calls it at like Miami Hard Rock Stadium. He'll have like a bunch of celebrities come in and talk about their real estate investments. But he just bought a $40 million house on like Billionaire's Beach, Carbon Beach in Malibu. And he thinks the house is super underpriced because it's lined up with houses that are like 60 million and over. In this circumstance, the guy thinks he could put in a few million bucks and then sell it for $60, 60 million. So God bless him. And I think in a situation like that, if you see a house that's maybe $250,000 and all the neighbors are $500,000 houses, you go into the $250,000 home, put in $10,000, something like that, and then maybe sell it for whatever, three seventy-five, four hundred, dollars you know, shortly after. But you got to be careful with those gains tax, guys. Because you got to have the property for over a year. Otherwise, you get short-term capital gains tax. This is crazy, right? You guys never thought you'd be listening to me about taxes. I'm just learning all of this stuff. 30 years old, and I'm just figuring out about taxes. It's crazy that we didn't learn any of this in school. It's not like I even remember any of that X squared plus Y squared equals B squared. Is that even the right equation? I don't know. So I got to Algebra 2. And I never even took pre-calculus or calculus. I took statistics in college, but I cheated the whole time. That was crazy. I ended up getting an A in statistics, and all of my buddies thought that like I was sleeping with the teacher or something, sleeping with the teacher's assistant, when actually I just found out that like the class... <laughs> this is a big lecture hall. So there were three versions of each test, and this is kind of how they did it in all the classes from my experience. They would have version A, version B, version C. 
So the people in front of you, you can see like, okay, this person has A, this person has B, this person has C. So if I was sitting behind a person who had A, I would know who had B, I would know who had C. So if I had C, that I would need to like put on my x-ray vision goggles and like kind of just, I don't know, just look at the person who had the C in front of me. And I'd basically bank on that person's knowledge of statistics. So if that person got a B, I was likely to get a B. <laughs> and luckily, the three times we had statistics tests, like that was my go-to. And I got like a 96 on one of them, maybe like high 80s on the other two. And then like all the statistic homework, we just um, basically had the answers from our tutors. Because the thing was, the tutors at the school, like athlete tutors, they all wanted us to do well. Like it was in their... It was in their best interest to have us do well. So they would have copies of the homework, like from a workbook that was already done. So any of the homework that was done, it's crazy because I really never learned statistics. That was probably one of the worst cheating times in my career was like statistics. I mean, high school, I did cheat a lot. I started in middle school math class. (laughs) And this is a crazy, crazy story. So when we took these uh, math tests in sixth grade, the teacher would grade it, he'd give it back to us, and then we'd go over the test in class, like the next class. He'd go over, okay, did anybody have an issue with this particular problem? And we'd like write it out. So one time I was like, all right, well, this guy is giving us all the right answers now. Like, why don't I just erase some of my old answers, put in the new ones and be like, oh, I got this right. And you said I got it wrong. So one time I did that and I went back to the teacher and he brought out a copy, a Xerox copy of the actual test. So when I came back and I was like, oh, I never put that answer. I put the right answer. He brought in a Xerox copy of my actual test. And he was like, that's not what you wrote here on the initial test. Caught red-handed. Like (laughs) when you're younger and you get caught in the lie, I feel like it hits harder. Just because your thoughts are not like, oh, fuck, I'm going to go to jail. You're just like, oh, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble, whatever that means. Maybe you'll get kicked out of school or suspended from school, which is social suicide you never want that to happen but the thought of like going to jail when you fuck up really never hits your mind which could be a good thing i guess no it's definitely a good thing you know because i imagine going to jail or prison would be awful if any of you have been to jail or prison and you'd like to talk to us about your experience i'd love to hear it i'd love to hear what it was like i hopefully will never go to jail or prison in my life we'll bank on that we'll come back to episode 205 be like did ted Go to jail or prison? No, hopefully not. I'm keep my taxes in order. You heard it here first. Not going to assault anybody. And, you know, keep everything in line. Keep everything in check. That's ultimately <laughs> what I look to do. Taking care of animals. Taking care of the planet. That's goal number one. Because you guys know here that I am a vegan. And I always am just trying to get you guys to eat less meat. Whatever. Join the, the vegan carbon footprint. Because that has the biggest effect on the environment. Not your car, not you recycling the pizza box. It's cutting down on the meat because these factory farms give out a lot of greenhouse gas emissions, which we know messes up the planet, messes up the planet. So this volcano and this volcanic eruption underground, underwater, next to Tonga, Tonga covered in thick layer of ash. First photos after volcanic eruption are out. Okay, so there is a before and after here. So I, I want to come up to the screen and kind of just show you guys this if you're not watching on the uh, Ted Jones World YouTube channel. 
you're missing out. But, oh, my God, that's crazy. So it's just basically a ton of ash. I don't think it was really like a tsunami issue, but if you guys see it right there on the screen, a ton of ash that blew up here. And so a thought that I've had is like, you know, remember back in, what year was that? I believe it was like the world 1979 World Series where there was an earthquake. One second. If you guys remember the Oakland versus San Francisco World Series game back on October 17th, 1989, there was a magnitude 6.9 earthquake that like shook the stadium, Candlestick Park. My uncle was actually at that game. And I don't know. I've thought about earthquakes previously. You know, years ago when thinking about California, but no, no earthquakes have really been talked about. So is a place like California due for an earthquake? I mean, it's on a number of faults, San Andreas fault, these earthquake faults. I mean, I hope not, but just a thought. Scary place to live. And then also you go to like Hollywood, you go to L.A. and you see these homes that are literally they have stilts in the hills. So God forbid any of those rocks crack. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. That's also like in New York. I don't know if I want to be on the 95th floor of 432 Park Avenue, Billionaire's Row. While it's nice to be up that high, you are up very high. And if you guys watched the last Empire State Building vlog where I got a private tour of the top of the Empire State Building, you'll see how scared I was of heights. I'm not really such a height guy. But also going back to that, getting a private tour of the Empire State Building was amazing. I had no idea that this was going to happen. I was one of the first people to even get in the building. So when I walked in, the, this lovely woman who worked there, Renita, took me to the 80th floor. I walked around. Nobody was up there yet. And then shot up to the 102nd floor and had a great view. But that was pretty cool. I can imagine also like sunset, sunrise would be dope up there in the Empire State Building. They were doing like a sunrise uh, showing. I think it was like Saturday and Sunday. I don't know if they're still doing it or it was a limited time thing, but... Would I recommend going to the top of the Empire State Building for $45? I would. I would. The Empire State Building and the Edge being both $45. So I would think, like, if you go to the Empire State Building, you'll probably stay there for eh, an hour and a half, two hours. The Edge is more like an hour just because you go right up top. Maybe have a drink, take some photos, stuff like that. But Empire State Building, definitely more history. Definitely more freaking history. And the way they built that building and how quick they did it was quite impressive. So while you're there at the Empire State Building, they obviously let you know how quick they did it. You know, uh, the city was like, all right, let's freaking do it. And the builders were on it. Everybody was just on it to get that building built super tall. And it's sturdy. You know, you had King Kong in it. If you guys remember that, that was weird having King Kong at the top of the Empire State Building. But, you know, anything for cinema. Ted Jones Comedy Show this coming Monday, 7 p.m., January 24th at The Stand. And then we have a show Friday night, guys, 11.59 p.m., January 28th at The Stand. Check the link in this YouTube video, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, and get to that Ted Jones Comedy Show. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I'm excited for that midnight show in particular. We're going to get rowdy, and tickets are a little bit cheaper than they are during the week. So you guys just check the link in this Instagram video, YouTube video podcast, wherever the shit you guys are listening to this. So in the beginning of the coronavirus craze, like March and April of 2020, there was a lot of talk about 5G and how we're updating our cell phone service to have 5G. So the U.S. airlines warn of impending 5G flight disruption. Airlines say the start of 5G mobile 
phone services on Wednesday will hit aircraft navigation systems. The airlines want 5G signals to be excluded from the approximate two miles of airport runways at affected airports as defined by the FAA on 19th of January 2022. This will allow 5G to be deployed while avoiding harmful impacts on the aviation industry, traveling public, supply chain, vaccine dis- distribution, our workforce, and broader economy. We further ask that the FAA immediately identify those base stations closest to the key airports that need to be addressed to ensure safety and avoid disruption disruptions. Ah, uh, this is nuts. So, like, years ago, we were told to put our phones in airplane mode. Then they told us it wasn't really a big deal. Or I don't know if they ever came out and told us that it doesn't matter if you don't have your phones in airplane mode, but I haven't heard a pilot or stewardess stewards on an airplane tell me to put my phone in airplane mode in years what about you guys so i guess having this type of service is going to disrupt it going to disrupt signals i don't know hopefully this doesn't actually become such a big deal but i mean it's a it's a new it's a new thing so we don't really know bill gates company microsoft is planning to buy activision blizzard for 70 billion dollars these are games like call of duty world of warcraft Candy Crush and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 from back in the day, if you guys remember that. That is nuts. So I imagine that there's going to be some form of VR that's going to be super incorporated into Microsoft's format. I don't even know what this is here. $70 million plus a B, $70 billion. Guitar Hero also. Um, a number of games here. Let's see if I can kind of read them off. StarCraft, Candy Crush, World of Warcraft, as I said, Call of Duty, Diablo. Diablo, Overwatch, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. So a number of video games here that are going to be acquired. And Microsoft? This could be a good move for Microsoft. Microsoft first inventing the Xbox. They had a great run with that. And I'm I'm curious as to see if, like, the Xbox is going to come out, if there's going to be a new Xbox. Because PS4 came out, PS5. And then I want to see if Xbox used to be better than PlayStation like right around the Xbox One came out, is that it? So they had, so now they have an Xbox Series X. I didn't even know about that. 2021. I haven't played video games in a long time. I always used to play Grand Theft Auto though, when I was in like 10th and 11th grade in high school. I would just mess around, do cheat codes, get in the helicopter, go to the top of the Empire State Building, and then jump off. Weird. I feel like we all do kind of odd stuff in video games, though. Like, I'm not alone in doing something like that. (laughs) Like, not taking it seriously or just hammering the cheat codes. Also in The Sims, that's what I did. That cheat code that gave you, like, $10,000 every time you typed it in. It was like, Rosebud, exclamation point. Rosebud, exclamation point. And then the upside down, exclamation point. All those cheat codes in the games. Just because, like, I didn't want to spend all these hours trying to complete the game. Because then once you completed the game... It seemed like you would already get all these cheat codes things, so you might as well just use the cheat codes and then you get there quicker. Not a good way to relate that to real life, though, guys. You always got to not use the cheat codes in life. Am I right? You got to get there the hard way. Because then once you get there, you know what to do. You give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach a man to fish, he eats for life. Australian Open, who do I got on both sides? We got my girl Emma Raducanu. I think she can take it again. She's a tough player. And then also on the men's side, we got Stefanos CC pass. If Djokovic was playing, I'd say Djokovic, but I think on the men's side, it's either going to be Nadal or CC pass. 
We'll see. I can't wait till Roger Federer makes it back. Fed, I hope your knee's doing well, man. Get back in time for the French Open. That'd be great to see Federer at the French Open for his 21, for his 21st Grand Slam title. So for this year's Winter Olympics, China is discontinuing ticket sales in an effort to protect viewers from catching or spreading COVID. The country had already barred tourists from spectating, leaving little room for live viewing. Only selected invited spectators who are thoroughly screened and tested will have front row view to this year's games. Japan also canceled tickets for spectators ahead of last year's summer, summer games over COVID concerns. I mean, would this be such an issue if people were vaccinated? Look, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a big believer in forcing people to get vaccinated, but I think the reason we're still having issues with people catching COVID is because of the unvaccinated. Am I right on that? Or is that just an opinion that I have? I'm pretty sure that I'm right about that. So jamming up the Olympics. Come on, guys. Come on. Let's get that subscriber count up. Like count up. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe on this podcast. If you guys like it, share it with your friend. Or if you don't, you know, share it with a friend and be like, yo, this podcast sucks. But I always love when you guys tune into the Ted Jones World Podcast. Again, we have the Ted Jones Comedy Show this Monday and then this coming Friday. We have a midnight show. I absolutely cannot wait. Check the link in this YouTube video. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the shies you guys are listening to this. All right? We'll see you guys next time. Peace.